There's a national push to come up with new and better ways to help older adults maintain their independence. Today on The Pulse, we'll talk about the Yukon Center on Aging's role in that effort. This is the Yukon Health Pulse, a podcast to help you get to know Yukon Health and its people a little better, and hopefully leave you with some health information you'll find useful. With Carolyn Pennington, I'm Chris DeFrancesco. Modern medicine has done a pretty good job of adding years to life, but what about adding life to years? Well, that's one of the missions at the Yukon Center on Aging, which recently joined an exclusive club of American institutions to advance the new field of precision gerontology. Here to tell us more about it are Dr. George Cushell, director of the Yukon Center on Aging, and Dr. Rick Fortinsky, who holds the HealthNet Inc. Endowed Chair in Geriatrics and Gerontology in the Yukon Center on Aging. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what we're talking about is a substantial grant from the NIH to establish what's known as a PEPPER Center of Excellence. So Dr. Kushal, let's start with you. What is a PEPPER Center? Well, first of all, it's named after uh, Claude Pepper, who was a very well-known member of Congress and senator from Florida, who was a major proponent of senior health issues um, in, in Congress. And, and thanks to his efforts, uh, the NIA, National Aging at NIH, had established this Center of Excellence program focused on enhancing independence in older adults. The official name is the Older Americans Independence Centers. And, and these are centers of excellence um, s- selected every few years um, through a competition. Uh, typically, there are 15 centers in the country. And uh, they're really focused on, on research and training to enhance independence in older adults at given institutions in the country. And highly, these are highly competitive. And, and typically, each center is based at a medical school uh, and has a specific focus or theme within this, this emphasis on enhancing independence in older adults, that is, adding life to years rather than just years to life in, in, in older adults. So it's very impressive that UConn Health was able to get this um, center of excellence here. Well, we're excited about this. It's, it's much more than the dollars involved. It's really what this will en- enable us to do uh, moving forward. Talk about the multiple stakeholders. Well, I, I think it's really a win for, for everybody. Most importantly, this will really allow us to move forward our mission, which, is, as Carolyn said, is to improve the care of older adults through research, education, and clinical care. Uh, we have all three missions are equally important as our aging. And in particular, to move us forward to bring together different strengths that we have on the research side, uh, all focused on enhancing independence in older adults. And, and one of the things that I think that I'm that we're particularly proud in our center is that we're, we're what's called a multidisciplinary center, which is that we we bring together faculty who have uh, who have expertise in many different areas of of health and who work together collectively, regardless of where their training is or what their primary type of research expertise is. They work together in a multidisciplinary, team-based fashion to to move forward research, education, and care for older adults. So, Dr. Fortinsky, what is your role going to be in the center? George uh, and I share the uh, leadership, so we are both what are called multiple principal investigators. So both of us will be responsible for carrying out all the activities of the Pepper Center. The other role that I play is that we have a research core devoted to data 
collection and data analysis. And so I'm leading that core. And the main stakeholders who will benefit from that core include future investigators who are just starting out in their careers. And so our core is going to help train them in how to select the right measurements to, to better understand the situation of older adults every day. And then also that core is going to be involved in analyzing the data that we collect from these studies. I'd like to hear a little more about precision gerontology and what that means. Is this a relatively new thing in your world? I think most, most people have heard of the concept of precision medicine, which has become quite popular over the last few decades, which really highlights the fact that uh, we're all different from each other. And therefore, a, a medication or a drug, that, for example, that will work to treat blood pressure in one person or lower cholesterol in one person may not work as well in another person or may cause side effects in another person. So this has really been an effort to, to, the precision medicine has been an effort to better understand heterogeneity differences between us in a way to develop better, more targeted treatment. Now, precision gerontology is really our effort, which we've been thinking about and working towards for many years, and really, really in many ways, we're at the beginning of this journey, is an effort to, to make precision medicine more relevant to the needs of older adults. And to that end, what it, what it really seeks to do is bring in all the other aspects beyond what you're born with. Precision medicine is, has been a very powerful tool, and we, we have experts here at, at UConn and in the region who've worked in this area at defining those differences based on how we're different from each other in terms of genetics, what we're born with. Precision gerontology is really an effort to look, first of all, add a lifespan perspective to it. That is to look at, uh, you know, what, what matters to older adults later in life. And secondly, to look at all the other variables that have happened, everything that's happened to the person since the time they were born, which, as we know, has such a deep influence on, on how, how healthy we remain, how functional we are, and how well we do late in life. So it's really an effort to, to marry these two fields, if you will. The Center on Aging has always had a fantastic reputation with research studies involving the elderly. So is there anything you're really excited about with this new I'm center? I'm the wrong person to ask about that because <laughs> I'm excited about all the, everything we do. And, and, and Spoken uh, like a director. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I think that what's really unique and what we're really proud of is that, that our research literally goes from research done at, at, at the bench, in, in laboratory bench research, all the way to human subject research and clinical trials, and, and then extending all the way to people's homes in the community and nursing homes, so, and, and studies of population. So we did the full spectrum. The team, it's not just the two of us, the, the leadership team for the Pepper Center includes people who bring expertise in immunology, for example, in physical performance of older adults' mobility, and also brain and cognition and that whole aspect of aging. And all of us have gotten to know each other over the years, either working together on studies that came before the Pepper Center was funded, or simply talking to each other in different venues, such as the Grand Rounds that we whole have had over the years. So. Because we have experts in all these areas that affect older adults and their families, I want to add, and we might want to talk about the family aspect later, we're nimble in, in the way that we could put together studies that might include drawing blood in order to understand, for example, what are called biomarkers in older adults and how those biomarkers might relate to physical performance 
as well as depression, as well as other aspects of life, such as social determinants of health, where we have experts as well. So one of the real strengths of, of the Pepper Center is the people on our leadership team who bring all these different disciplinary strengths together because in order to really understand the heterogeneity of older adults and what makes each person more different than anybody else once you get into the, uh, the, the sixth, seventh, eighth decade of life, you have to measure all these different aspects of older adults in order to really fully understand what makes them unique in terms of all these domains. Like I said, in terms of their biomarkers, in terms of their ability to walk fast or slow. So it's more the types of studies that we're excited about than any specific study, which will really help us much better understand the situation of any given older person living in the community or perhaps in nursing homes or assisted living facilities. That's Dr. Rick Fortinsky and Dr. George Kuchel from the Yukon Center on Aging. Since we only have a few more minutes left, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the patient's family or the family of the older adult and how that person, why that person should be excited about it, either from a standpoint of this might help my elderly parent or maybe it won't help my elderly parent, but by the time I'm there, that'll help me. If you think about two older adults who perhaps might be similar when you look at their list of medical conditions, and then you look at the medications that they're taking for those medical conditions, and they're both living at home. And you ask the question, which of those two older adults, if, if you even consider all of their, their characteristics to be fairly similar, what might make it more easy or difficult for them to keep living at home independently? Oftentimes the answer is the family around them and the degree of support that they have from their family members, whether that's their spouse or an adult child or grandchildren, who could help them carry out their activities of, of everyday living in order to help them remain in the home. So another aspect of trying to measure what the circumstances are of being an older adult that really is important, but also oftentimes overlooked, is how strong is that family support system? Do they have any family at all? And again, all else being equal, the older adult who has a stronger family support system is more likely to be able to live at home longer than an older adult who is living alone and, and does not have a family support system. So it's in that manner that it's important to understand the family situation of older adults. And then the, one more step beyond that is how healthy are those family members themselves? Mm -hmm. Because if an older adult has a spouse, for example, if you just kind of look at it and say, oh, they have a spouse who can help them out, but you really have to understand what kind of health the, the, the family member is in as well, because that will also help us understand how long older adults could live independently in the community. And the level of independence that an older adult can maintain, that has implications for the strain on the healthcare system and, and the future of that, right? No, absolutely. and and. And what Rick was just alluding to, that, that shows you the, the breadth of how we have to uh, look at older adults in the context of research and clinical care, particularly this concept of precision gerontology. Um, and at the same time, as, you, as you're saying, uh, we, I think what, what we're able to do, the way we've organized ourselves and the way we've worked over the years, and, and thanks to the Pepper Center, is approach these issues really through, through an approach that, that's really multifaceted and, and, and very broad, and yet 
yet is deep in, in, in a way that allows us to really make, 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 make real progress in, in improving the toolbox that we have as health providers for Im enhancing and improving independence in older adults. Yeah, and there's just one more thing I'd like to mention in terms of heterogeneity, because I think it's really important, is when you think about the ra racial and ethnic diversity of the older population, which is getting more diverse all the time as members of, of different populations of color age. And uh, just look at the, the 2020 census, you could see the growth of, of older Americans over the past decade from different racial and ethnic groups. Well, we have, have very intentionally made, uh, made a plan to bring into the research that's going to be funded through the Pepper Center older adults from a variety of racial and ethnic communities in Connecticut. And we do have a community advisory board that will be advising us, consisting of older of, of individuals who work for advocacy organizations and other other stakeholders in the in the Hartford, particularly the Greater Hartford community, to help advise us on how to reach out to racially and ethnically diverse older populations and their families to participate in our research. And to that end, as Rick alluded to, we've developed, developed a partnership with the Yukon Health Disparities Institute in Hartford who are key collaborators in this uh, part of our uh, RC1, or Recruitment and Community Age Engagement Corps, um, led by J Dr. Julie Robison, and work, work uh, together with uh, Wisdom Powell and her team in, in, in Hartford. So that's a key component. And just to add that, the other cores involved in the grant are RC3, which is a biomarkers and preclinical research core, led by Dr. Laura Haynes, who is an eminent uh, immunologist as well as a pilot exploratory study score, which, is going to, which will fund small small pilot projects, led by Lisa Berry in the Center on Aging and Black Regina in the Department of Genetics and Genome Sciences. And finally, very importantly, is the research education component, which is going to, which has the goal of training the next generation of leaders in aging research and, and, and geriatric care, uh, which is led by Dr. Da David Steffens, who's the chair of our Department of Psychiatry and also a very well-known uh, geriatric psychiatrist. So that's just, that, that is just a leadership group that, that Rick had alluded to, but there are many, many other uh, people who are too numerous to mention here who are important uh, uh, colleagues across UConn, not just UConn Health, but across the university, as well as Jackson Lab. So Jackson Lab, uh, for genomic medicine here in Farmington are important partners heavily involved in this, particularly helping us with issues having to do with human immunology and, and human genomics, as well as colleagues at Jackson Lab in Bar Harbor uh, as well are, are involved. So it's really a team effort. And, and finally, of course, I, I'd be negligent if I didn't mention the wonderful research staff who, who without whom any, none of this would, would be happening. And many of them have been, been with us for, for many years. And again, too many to mention right here. Lots of great information. UConn Center on Aging, uh, Pepper Center of Excellence, helping advance the future of geriatric medicine and precision gerontology, which I suspect is something we're going to start to hear a lot more about in the years to come. So it's wonderful. I appreciate you coming in and taking the time to explain this to us. And uh, that is the time we have for today for Drs. George Cushell and Rick Fortinsky from the UConn Center on Aging and Carolyn Pennington. I'm Chris Francesco. Thank you for listening to the Yukon Health Pulse. Now be sure to subscribe so you can catch us next time and please share with a friend.